I'm someone who really thrives on awkwardness. I think I never really grew out of the teenage years where I, I just seemed to do everything in an awkward way. I once was stuck in a bathroom stall in a movie theater, and I thought I wasn't going to get out, and this was probably five years ago. <laughs> I'm one of those people who I see somebody waving at me, and I wave only to find they're waving at somebody behind me. I think that the awkwardness is a good way to, to stay humble, and I think that this is what Jesus is talking about in our readings today. We are called to proclaim the gospel, but we're called to do so in a very particular way, not in a way that we are find ourselves puffed up or saying, look how great I am. I am the one following the word of God. I am the one following the gospel. You sinners are not, but rather humility in all things. The gospel, like the law in the Old Testament, is a powerful message from God. And with it, we are given a tremendous responsibility about how we are called to live out the gospel and what we're supposed to do with this responsibility. Unfortunately, we can fall victim to many traps or pitfalls when it comes to proclaiming the gospel. We can become hypocrites, those who quote from Scripture but don't live it out ourselves. We can begin to love the power of the gospel more than the gospel itself and try to wield it over people. Instead of bringing joy, the joy of the gospel and life that it brings into the world, we smother it. We smother the joy. We smother the life. And instead of focusing on the giver of the law, we obscure him with the law itself. Each of these pitfalls or traps happen all the time, and we may find ourselves guilty of falling victim to them. How often do we criticize family members for not coming to Mass anymore, but we ourselves, when we come, we're late or we're not focused when we're here, or we end up judging people around us. We can also fall victim of turning the faith into a a minimum, only concerning ourselves with mortal sins, thinking, how can I go without sinning minimalizing the gospel to a book of rules rather than engaging the totality of the life-giving message of the gospel. It's so easy to do this, though. It's so easy to try to reduce the gospel to a rule book so that we start to see ourselves and others not in relation to God, but only as a series of rules that we must try not to break. I've given the example before that this isn't a relationship You don't go to your spouse and say, well, I'm not hitting them, I'm not punching them in the face, therefore I'm loving them. This is a minimum way of loving your spouse. Why do we see God in the same way? Simply by not sinning, we aren't loving God to the total amount that we can. Jesus came into this world, he lived and he died for us, not simply to give us commands, but to give us life. And we know that when he does give us commands, He says that, we just heard this last weekend, the two greatest are to love God with our whole self and to love our neighbor. The only way we can understand the totality of Scripture is by seeing it through the lenses of love. It is through love that we aren't bound to the minimum of the law, but we can exceed the law and fruitfully share the gospel. It is through love that we can truly learn how to live. We need an antidote for this tendency that crops up within all of us. We need to approach the law and the gospel not with hearts of stone, but of hearts that are softened, hearts that are humbled, 
hearts that are little. And it is through our own littleness that we can truly understand who we are before God and how we should love our neighbor. Littleness means that we know our own poverty in the world. And the reality of what poverty is is something that we all share, not necessarily based on our material wealth, our riches, or our poorness, but the poverty of spirit, the recognition that when we go before our God, we have just empty hands that we can offer him. We can just offer him our very selves, and he takes it. We don't need to try to puff ourselves up. We don't need to try to pretend that we are more than we are. Rather, we just give him all of ourselves our entire being, and he loves that because he loves each of us. The world needs littleness. The world needs our poverty poverty of spirit. The world needs to find not judgment, but the healing words and actions of the gospel. We don't need to do this, though, by reducing the commands of the gospel, but rather by showing the power of the cross. It is through the cross that we have been baptized to new life. It is through the cross that we've been baptized with softened hearts to truly hear the gospel. It is through the cross that we have been empowered to live a life, not of gloom and doom, but a life of joy, proclaiming not ourselves, but the joy of the gospel. And this is how Jesus lives. He didn't live as someone that was so unapproachable that everybody was afraid to go up to him. No. Over and over again in the Gospels, we hear and we see of people, even the outcasts, who weren't paying attention to the niceties or the politeness of society, they ran to Jesus. They approached him. They wanted to be seen and to be loved by him. Do people do that with us? Do we find that we are approachable or that people are constantly afraid of seeing us, afraid of being judged by us, afraid of being criticized by us? It is Jesus' littleness that is so attractive. It is his littleness that shines joy into the world. It is his littleness that teaches us how to truly live. I wanted to conclude with just praying this litany of humility that you may know, that you may have heard before, because I think it's such a, a, it's a challenge of a prayer. If you could just respond for this first part, deliver me, Jesus, once we start going to it. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. 
that in my opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen.